Welcome to Feeling Asian, a podcast where two Asians talk about their feelings. I'm Youngmi Mayer. And I'm Brian Park. And Youngmi, before we get into our Patreon shoutouts, we did our first live show last week. I am just so overwhelmed. I'm like, I feel like I'm coming down off a high. That was so Also, I'm high. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, It was so sick. I had so much fun. Yeah, it was just so cool to be there because I think it was the first time we were like with people who listened to the pod. Like, Like we had an idea or conception of who our listeners were, but just to be able to like share the good vibes with everyone in a single room was like probably one of the best experiences I've had to date here in New York City. It felt so beautiful. You know, after this last year, we've talked about this a lot in this podcast. It's been really hard. Um, It's been really emotional and really hard for Asian people in particular. Um, But just seeing, you know, a bunch of Asian people and like, I felt honored that I like, Sorry, I'm getting emotional already. I felt kind of honored that like I was doing that for, you know, our community, you know, because it was a show. And plus the show wasn't really about us. It was just games where we invited the audience up with our comedian friends. Right. So, yeah, it felt it felt really good. It felt like we were, you know, just like celebrating um, each other. Oh, anyway. Well, thank you to everyone who came to the first show. And if you missed it and you're kind of curious what it's all about, come to our next show, September 16th. Tickets are on sale Woo. at the Lincoln bio. Woo! Woo! Um, and now I'm ashamed <laughs> for self-promoting our live show. Anyways, I, I tried. Our- <laughs> I tried do it. So I, <laughs> Brian's ashamed and I'm crying. So let's start our, our show. <laughs> Great. Perfect. Um, well, before we introduce our wonderful guests, we want to do some Patreon shout outs up top. Listeners, if you like the podcast, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash feelingasian. Check it out. Young Me and I offer different exclusive benefits, but any donation amount gets you a shout out on the podcast where we guess who you are based on your name alone. And it's never offensive and people love it. (laughs) Are you ready for our first shout out? Yeah. Our first shout out for this episode goes out to Sarah Sargan. Or Sarjan. Sarah Sarjan. Mm. I feel like this I feel like Sarjan is an Asian name. I just don't know. Sarah Sarjan. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah. I'm getting like, teacher vibe. Teacher vibe? Yeah. Teacher vibe, really? Yeah. Yeah. I see I see like calm, lawful hair. I always see hair. Like a long <laughs> ponytail, you know? Calm, like art lawful art teacher. Hair. Ooh, right? I dig it. Yeah. Yeah, right? She's Muted an art teacher. colors. Tasteful. Mm. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she's that teacher who try, like is teaching the high school kids what's actually cool and trying to teach yeah. them to be cool. But the high school kids are yeah. just too naive to appreciate what Sarah's yeah. dishing out. And then yeah, exactly. it won't be until years later that they're like, oh, damn. She knew what the hell she was talking about. Miss Sarjan was cool. Miss Sarjan yeah, like was sh- the fucking shit. She shows up wearing like Margiela shoes and they're like, what kind of shoes are that? Like <laughs> they think Supreme is cool or something. And she's like, it's Margiela. Okay. Toby. <laughs> or, or, or if the uh, students are talking about smoking pot, she's like, hey, word of advice, 
smoke the pot, but don't talk about it so loudly. Just be quietly lit. Just be a pothead, but in private. That's what's cool. (laughs) Exactly. Damn. (laughs) Miss Sarjan doing the work. Miss Sarjan. Sarah, thank you for donating to the podcast. Our next shout out goes out to Angela O. Oh, I, I just love that last name O. It's so like cute and like dramatic. I wish my last name was O. My oh. last name is <laughs> It's like artsy, you know, it's like it's like a vowel name. Mm. You know? Like that's why I named Mino Mino, because it's so like I like the vowely roundness of it, you know? Oh, yeah, okay. I dig it. Yeah. All right, let's I'm trying to tap into my psychic vibes here. I'm seeing a bowl cut. Wow, very strong. It came to me. Bowl cut. Angela O. Bowl cut. Bowl cut. It's the strongest psychic sense I ever got in my life. Wow. Okay. I'm getting Angela O. is an E girl. <gasps> With a bowl cut. And really big onto TikTok. Dude, what if you were an E girl and did all the E girl makeup and like dress like that and had a bowl cut? That would be cool. Have you ever seen that? No. I haven't seen it, but I think Angela's out there doing the work. I think so, too. (laughs) Big on TikTok. Angela O, big on TikTok, big e-girl energy. She makes TikToks that reveal the coolest spots in Los Angeles, and I haven't heard of any of them. That's who Angela O is. No. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) When I haven't heard of it, that's when you know it's cool. (laughs) If... The rule is if Brian has heard of it, it's no longer cool. That's no longer cool. That is the rule. (laughs) Yep, that's the rule. Thanks for the money, Angela. Um, Our last shout out for this episode goes out to Mia Chung. Mia, wow. Another sexy name, Mia. I'm so jealous of these vowel-y names. What if your name was Mia O? Damn. Damn. Mia Chung is, Mia, Mia. Mia is such a strong name. I know. Mia. Fuck. I want to be named Mia. Mia. I know. It's a name that everyone falls in love with. You know that TikTok where they're like, oh, they're making fun of people that had bad names like for sex. Uh Oh, And they'd be like, this guy, this guy was like, ha ha ha. Imagine if somebody had to like yell out the name Herbert or something. And this guy was like, my name is Freedom. (laughs) 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 But Mia is like the opposite. Mia is like. Opposite of that. Opposites. The sexiest name. Super sexy name. name. Mia Chung. I feel like she's, I'm getting so much power from this name. Works in corporate America, but is like a president of some company is what I'm getting. Yeah. Yeah. It does. Yeah. It has that vibe to it. Like, and then when she goes to dinner, she's on billboard, she gives you her business card and you, when you grab it, you're like, oh damn, this business card is heavy. It's, it's heavy. Made of metal. <laughs> metal business card. President of a big corporation and yep. listens to this podcast in her glass corner office and she can flip a switch where the glass kind of like changes color. So it's that opaque. It, yeah, it like it it yeah. becomes opaque. She swirls her like head, like what's a fancy? I said, what was it? I don't know. What do they? What do people drink? The, what do rich people drink in their offices? Um, it's brown whiskey, scotch, whiskey, I don't, rye. I don't know. The whiskey Cognac. with the big circle ice cube in it. Yeah, 
looking out the window, you know, over Manhattan. Uh, yeah, for sure. The I city get that. is mine. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of vi- we're we're adding a little bit of villain touch on Mia for some reason. But That's okay. In the most, villain, in I, the most endearing uh, yeah. way, because villains are interesting yeah. and add flavor to the world. I always identify with the villain, so. Oh yeah, I identify with Slytherin and Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, in any case, thank you for your donations, everyone. And once again, you can do so at patreon.com slash feelingasian and get tickets to our live show September 16th before they sell out. Caveat.nyc. And Youngmi, now that we have our Patreon shoutouts out of the way, I think it's time to introduce (laughs) our wonderful guest this week. I'm so excited. Um, and I think the fans who are watching on YouTube are going to really be excited because <laughs> this person is not wearing a shirt. <laughs> a feeling Asian first. You gotta love it. Uh, listeners, our guest this week is an incredibly talented chef and owner of the restaurant Flip Siggy. Everyone, please give your ears to Jordan and Dino. What up, y'all? <laughs> Hi, Jordan. What's up? Hi. What's up, guys? How's it, how's it going? Pretty good. Thank you for joining us. And so, as you know, on our podcast, right up top, we like to ask each other how we feel. Yeah. And today, I want to I want to start by asking Brian, how do you feel? <laughs> All right. Young B usually goes first, and I thought it was unusual <laughs> that she was prompting the question, and this is why. Um, honestly... Life is good right now. I'm feeling just very happy and really positive. Uh, I feel like that's more rare, especially in this past year. But uh, yeah, young me. And I, I just feel really happy. You know, there's a lot to be proud of. Last week, we did our first ever sold out live podcast show. And it's insane. It's so cool. Thank you. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was like an incredible amount of hard work and planning that went into it. But just to be able to see all of our listeners and be able to laugh with them like together and just be unapologetically Asian in one room was just this mm. fucking awesome and rewarding feeling. And I mean, yeah, this week has just been great. You know, I've been riding off that high of our first live show and uh, I've been catching up with old friends and, you know, I'm in a relationship now and... Things are good. Lots to be happy about. Wow. No complaints. <laughs> That's Brian's how I'm feeling. life is now excruciatingly boring. <laughs> how are you? How are you going to do comedy anymore, Brian? Do you retire? Oh, you know, I don't know. It's well. <laughs> let's let this last another week, and then I might blow up everything because comedy comes first, right? <laughs> Uh, it's too good. Uh. <laughs> no, no, actually. I don't, know. I don't know. That was you like punching a hole in the wall or something. I don't know what that was. <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. So basically what I meant to say is uh, I'm happy, but my life is excruciatingly boring now, listeners. So <laughs> focus your attention to our wonderful guests and young me mayor's life. <laughs> Oh, my chaos. I was going to say, so Jordan, we usually get so depressed and sad on this podcast. Like we're always like, I have childhood trauma. (laughs) And so I was like, this week I was like, oh, I'm in a good mood. And I was like, well, at least Brian will be depressed. And then Brian's like, I'm happy. Everything is going great. I'm in a relationship. (laughs) I was just sitting here like, oh, no. Well, young me, um... 
Well, it's time. Let, let's see if, uh, if those words are true. How are you feeling, young me? Okay, so honestly, I am like in a good mood. Everything seems to be going well. But I have to say about the show, I didn't realize how exhausted like I was. Because, okay. you know, we, we had to do a lot of work for a live show. And, yeah. you know, it, it is a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun. So I, I wasn't noticing like how much I was working, I think. And so afterward, I sort of like crashed. And then mm. I was like, I'm so tired. You know, I was like, <laughs> I'm so like, and you know, we talked about this before in this modern world. I feel like there is no weekend anymore. It's like every day I'm doing a little bit of work. You know, right. there's never a day where I'm just like, no work today. And I feel like a lot of people I know that live, you know, like in New York, I'm sure everywhere now because of the internet and stuff, like they've said that. And that that's like kind of hard. It's like never ending work yeah even, even though it's work that I like doing and but I, I'm really happy and I feel like I'm in a good mood and I'm so upset because I thought <laughs> we were gonna be all dark and like <laughs> and, you know get really like deep into why <laughs> like I have nothing I'm what was it devastatingly boring what are we Brian uh we are excruciatingly boring excruciatingly oh <laughs> Oh gosh! I quit comedy. Jordan, we apologize. Yeah, so You're like, why the? F I didn't sign up for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> so positive. Ew. Ew. Yeah, Who wants to listen yeah, to a podcast about positivity? <laughs> yeah, it's a, bit, it's a bit much. It's it's a it's a little um, gagging, but it's okay. I'll I'll I'll. I'll I'll keep it going. I'll keep it going. Do you want me to be really like undecidingly just? Um, depressed, or or or, or how do you or yeah. how do you want me to be so we can balance out the positivity here? I want oh, to be angry. Okay. I can this be angry. The, yeah, feeling Asian first. We get to choose how the guest feels. Jordan, <laughs> Jordan, how do you feel? Uh, but make it angry. <laughs> um, well, so the problem is, is, is I am. I always feel happy and it's not like as like a mask or facade that I'm trying to cover up. I just legitimately, I'm a happy person i tend i am a half or, or glasses basically full is how i look at a glass regardless of how much water is in it and um it's you know it's got me pretty far in life but right now i'm i'm feeling busy i think that's a better way to describe how, how i am i'm feeling very very busy but happy oh happy wow much. wow wow see listeners <laughs> if you aren't watching our youtube jordan has the most radiant smile that just, it's so genuinely happy. And when young me and I smile, there's there's some pain behind the smile. Whereas, Something's going on. Oh my gosh. Um, damn. You know what? You know what I think it is, young me? The reason why we what? are so positive and happy right now is because Jordan's positivity is, is contagious. We are... It's threatening. It's palpable. It's threatening. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Jordan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast in spite of your super crazy, hectic schedule. And you're just a really busy dude. Like you have a restaurant, you, you're, you, you're basically like an on-screen talent now. You do numerous hosting appearances on like food, food network shows. And what I, what I want to know, and I think what our listeners would like to know is in spite of this crazy schedule... How do you maintain and sustain your positivity? How do you stay so happy all the time? So that's actually a really good question. I think I, I stay positive because I constantly am reminding myself of where I came from. Mm. 
And where I came from, although I came from, you know, overwhelmingly a love family that, you know, took care of me and fed me and, nur and nourished me and nurtured me. Uh, you know, I didn't come from money. Uh, I didn't mm -hmm. come from a point of um, privilege or anything, really. I guess I was just, you know, I was blessed with a hard, um, hard work, a hardworking spirit and yeah. a talent for cooking. So, you know, I guess that's what that, I, that's where I started. But other than that, you know, I, I came from my times where my resources weren't mm -hmm. as bountiful as they are now. And so it's very easy to just say, oh, like, look where you are, look around you, look what you have, look what you've accomplished and <laughs> look back at to where, where you were. And how can that not make you happy? You know, because mm -hmm. I, I didn't come from much. I never had much. And so I just look back. You just got to look back and go, wow, sick. And then you just keep moving and you keep pushing forward. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. I'm on TV. <laughs> I'm a world famous chef. Sick. <laughs> that is like so, you know, this is a, your, you know, like your personality and kind of like your story reminds me a lot of our former guest, Karen Chi, who we talk about all the time. She's a comedy mm -hmm. writer and she's also extremely positive. And when we were talking to her, I, one thing that I wanted to say about her and also you is that I think a lot of people look down on like positive energy or people that are like naturally positive. Um, but to me, when I see someone like you and Karen, like that strength, that is like such strength to me. Because, yeah. like, I feel like it's really easy for everyone, anyone to just, like, wake up and be upset about, you know, how the world is. And that's just kind of a natural state. And I feel like when I meet people like you, it's like it, I can tell that it's like you're pushing against that, you know, to a certain degree. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, no, it does. I, I, I genuinely I mean, it's not like I just wake up. Well, I kind of do. I kind of do just wake up. But anytime a negative thought, you know, come across my mind or if I encounter yeah. a hardship or an impediment to my, like in my professional life or, or personal life, I, I try to look at that in, in a better light, you know, and, and, mm -hmm. and I try to put some, some sort of positive spin on it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's uh, mm -hmm. like, I mean, you know, I'm, my grandfather getting diagnosed with prostate cancer, mm. my, my, like, you know, that's, he's still, he's still around, but, you know, still dealing with it. Um, and, you know, not a lot of people know that, but mm -hmm. I deal with that by saying, okay, like I make his shrimp that he makes because I love it. I call mm -hmm. him more often and I've, and I've, I've had, I have a better relationship now because of that. So, mm. yeah. so it's like, you know, I, I don't look, I mean, there's a lot of it that sucks about it, but mm -hmm. at the same time, if I just sit here and concentrate on that, that's going to poison myself and everyone else around me. So let's just, let's flip it and say, okay, now you have a limited amount of time with him. Make the most out of your time with him. Call yeah. him more often. Right. Check in to see how he's doing. So, so that's like how I turn something that negative into something positive, or at least try. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a muscle almost. Like it takes yeah. a lot of concerted effort and practice to engage in this sort of mindset. Um, mm -hmm. When did you make this breakthrough or this realization? Like have you always been this way kind of or... Did it happen like in your early 20s where you're like, damn, why am I being so apathetic and like negative minded and comparing myself? Uh, no, I've always been, I've definitely always been positive just in general mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. I think my naivete has allowed me to just look past the, 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 the negative things and be like, I don't, I didn't even see that. I only saw all the good stuff that was happening. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess, look, I guess looking back, this thing fucking sucked, but, but, but it's just oh, like, yeah. but, but, but I just chose to see the, the, the good and, 
I think that was just, that's something I've been born with. And then also, uh, this 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 definitely helped. Uh, I think it was like like six six ish years ago, somewhere give or take a year. I I remember I walked into a room, and and I could and like I t- I could tell that like I annoyed everyone in there. Hmm? Okay. Like I walked mm. in and my positivity, my energy, it was mm-hmm. just too much. Right. You know, and 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 I and I'm fully aware that I can be too much. I can be too loud. Too positive, too right. in your face, too much energy, and just you're like mo- like some people are just like, yo, you're okay, you're cool, but just get the fuck away from me right now, please. <laughs> like, or, right. or or if I hop in, people are like, this guy's super cocky, and he mm. thinks the world revolves around him. Fuck that guy. Mm-hmm. So like, right. but either either whenever whenever I experience this, um, I remember there was like a breakthrough and a literal light bulb moment, and I said, you know. You're gonna walk into so many more rooms like this, and mm-hmm. I told this to myself, and I believe this, and I and it's when I went from thinking it to truly believing it. I said, "You're gonna walk into so many different rooms, and so many people are gonna hate you, and there's nothing mm-hmm. that you can do. They're gonna hate the way you look, the way you smile, the way you mm-hmm. talk. They're gonna hate what you're wearing. They're gonna hate what you represent. And guess what? Who the fuck?" cares <laughs> and cares. so like and then literally the <laughs> second i believed that i went oh okay that's pretty nice like i can just walk into a room and yeah okay well this room you know what five people don't like me out of the 10 sweet let's call yeah. the five people that do right this right room, two people like me out of the 10 yeah okay then yeah sure it's, sure then you two i'll concentrate on but like i don't I, I truly yeah oh my god i truly don't care what other people think to me when i walk into a new room and i think yeah. that has helped me also stay positive yeah, I think you hear that. You hear people say, oh, you have to like not care what people think of you, blah, blah, blah. But I think right. when it, that actually clicks in your head, you're like, oh, oh, so nice. oh like that to, for it to click, it takes a long time, I think. But yeah. um, Wow, um, I've heard that before and it's, I, I, I'm really glad to hear it again because I get two in my head. And I thought it would get better with age, like just not caring about what other people think about me, but that it really doesn't go away. And I'm going to be honest, you know, sometimes I meet people who are like overly positive and I would probably be a hater and be like, this guy is just so happy and so positive. But the truth of it is, is it's come from a place of jealousy because I I wish I could be like that and it takes a Mm -hmm. lot of effort. But, um, you know, it's nice to know that even coming from you where it is so genuine that it uh, it does take it takes practice and it does take effort and it's something that yeah. is attainable for anyone really yeah it, it's, it's it's attainable it didn't happen right away and i always yeah, thought yeah. it and i didn't believe it like literally it was just like oh yeah just like not care what people think and then the whole time right yeah i care what people think all the time but yeah right but, it, but it, it just clicks and it just yeah, you're just like clicks you know what? I just, I really don't care. I'm going to do what I do and I'm going to, and I'm going to do it well. I'm going to do it with integrity. I'm going to do it with effort and passion and love and care. Right. And, you're, and people are going to hate that. And you're so, who cares? Just keep going. Cause keep yeah, because right. they can't do the same. Can I just say something about the, what you said about um, you, you know that you're too much for people that I feel like I recently have a lot of feelings like that. And it was like the sim- a similar situation where one day it clicked, but I was like, oh, I'm too much for people because I'm really loud. And I'm like, kind of like, I make dirty jokes and I'm like inappropriate sometimes. But I think in therapy, I went through this thing where the therapist was like, yeah, but like, what do you think about those traits? And I was like, I love those traits about me. I think I those are my favorite traits. And she was like, so I think that's what helped me 
make it click. Like, why do you care if those people don't like that? Because you like that. And so you're being yourself. Yeah. Yeah. It's a painful Absolutely. feeling though. Yeah. When you think <laughs> you feel like you're too much, it's like, you know, it's a bad feeling. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, it, 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 it absolutely is. And, yeah. you know, but, but it's like, I don't know, I, my whole life, I've definitely tried to take any sort of like trial or tribulation and, and like I said, flip it, but not just flip it, but also kind of stew in it a little bit. Like, yeah. like when I, like I've gotten fired from jobs before, or I've gotten reamed out by bosses or, you know, something like that happens. I kind of like, I let myself sit in it mm. and just mm. like, Hey, do you feel this? Do you like it? No. Okay. Sit in it a little bit longer. So it really sticks with you and then be like, all right, let's not let this happen again. So I kind of like make myself live it or mm. <laughs> whatever it is. Yeah. yeah you gotta, you gotta power through. You can't. Because people like try to like distract themselves from bad feelings, but it's like, that's like really good advice. It's got to stew in it, then you then you get out of it. Um, <laughs> but it's a bad it's a bad feeling for a reason. So like yeah, right. you, yeah, like, yeah. You, you need to understand why it's bad and why you feel bad in that scenario. Mm. Once you right. realize it, then you can move forward. Then, you can't just sweep it under the rug. Yeah. Right, yes. right. That's um, such good advice, Jordan. So you said that you like to approach your work with integrity and just basically passion and love and mm -hmm. all of this shines through in your work as a chef. And you've stated that your goal is to be the first Filipino chef with one Michelin star, just one in Filipino cuisine. <laughs> Why do you think this doesn't exist in the world yet? Mm. Oh, I love that question. Oh, I love it. Okay. So, you know, Filipino food hasn't gotten pretty much any, like very little um, worldwide culinary recognition because it's so foreign to people mm. and it's so hard to pinpoint as and define that, that you know, the classic ways of, of defining a successful cuisine or one that gastronomics all around the world, you know, want to come and visit or try or replicate is because is it, it's so different. And mm. it's such a, an amalgamation of different cuisines that, that that you can't pigeonhole it into one kind, sort of critique because it might cross boundaries or use ingredients or overlap. And so are you like, are you representing it right? Even if you mm. do. So like, that's like one reason. And then the second reason is because it's misunderstood, you know, mm -hmm. it's, mm -hmm. and, and also potentially misunderstood and poorly executed. So an example would be like Diniguan, right? So Diniguan is a pork blood stew mm. to be made with on onions, pork blood, ginger, sometimes pork belly is put, in, is put into it. Uh, mm -hmm. definitely heavy, heavy amounts of garlic. Sometimes people cream it out with coconut milk. Uh, and or just like stock and then kind of reduce it down and the gaminess of the blood goes from dark dark red brown to like black like a pure black right oh wow mm -hmm. like yeah yeah it, it it's not necessarily the most like hey what are you eating oh i'm eating diniguan oh that sounds nice what is it and you taste it, it tastes pretty good <laughs> but then you throw oh, it's actually pork blood soup like it's the mm. blood of the pork right mm. like how you were talking about michelin stars like this this was created out of a system and out of a cuisine that technically started fine dining and only respects the the best parts of any sort of animal right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so how does that 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 sort of style and guide it never was made to celebrate pork blood or right. in, or intest or intestines mm. right or eyeballs i mean i mean the thing yeah right 
and, and, and I think that's, and like, you know, those two reasons are the reason I think why Filipino cuisine hasn't had this limelight yet. So, so there is no um, chef or restaurant that has a Michelin star for any Filipino cuisine in the entire world? Cool. Or just there, in the uh, States? The, way, the, one thing, the one thing I don't know, oh, there okay. might be a Filipino chef with a Michelin mm. star. Right, right, right. Whatever right. cuisine. There might be and another Filipino, cuisine. Yeah. Filipino who's doing French French food in Germany or, or, or mm-hmm. even German, upscale German food in Germany or, or Nordic cuisine. Right. So that I don't know, but I'll be honest with you, I also... I'm pretty sure that doesn't exist either. Yeah. I right. do know that there are pastries. I do know that there are pastry chefs that are Filipino that have helped earn a star. That I know right. for a fact. Right. Wow. But but I and but I can definitely definitively tell you there's not one Filipino restaurant in the world that has any stars. Wow. That's cr- that's insane. Well, so Jordan, I have so many thoughts about the Michelin star. Um, I I think that it is you know like it is an sort of I respect it and I respect everyone that you know that has one you know that the places that I've been to and mm-hmm. I understand the amount of work that it takes and stuff like that but I always think it's so problematic that there are so few in Asia like um, I think there was when I went to China it was like less than 10 years ago and there was maybe one dim sum place in Hong Kong that had it I don't know if you remember it was like and they were, people were talking about it. They're like, this is really, this is unfair. You know, mm. like how they judge food is like based on this like different culture. And of course they would understand like Filipino mm. cuisine because how would like a 70 year old man from France understand, you know, like pork blood soup. So right. yeah, I have so many feelings about it, but you know, obviously I really want you to win one. <laughs> Mostly I'm going to be like, well, I'm going to be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it, but I will say, I, I don't know the yeah. exact number, but I do know it's more balanced, I will say. Like, yeah, yeah, now, yeah. between, it like, in Kyoto, be. in Tokyo, yeah. in Thailand, in, in all all areas of China, India, yeah. um, I do know that 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 Michelin, the Michelin Guide has come out and has definitely recognized yeah. with stars. And I think, I don't know this is true, but I believe Japan as a country has more, has more stars than anywhere else in the world. Wow. wow. Like any other That's country, like, including yeah, the yeah. U.S. and France. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Stepping it up. They're watching <laughs> us. <laughs> wow. Yes. Yeah, I mean, we I don't start have... start being woke. <laughs> <laughs> right, like I don't have any experience uh, as listeners, as you all know, because young me, appro- deservedly so, gave me uh, ripped me to shreds for giving a so, oh. so, someone a hard Should time. We tell Jordan at the story. No. <laughs> Jordan, I'm gonna tell you What's the story. The, story? the, yeah, the restaurant, the, story. the the story that will hurt all restaurant people who've ever worked in a restaurant. I went to lunch with Brian, and like he asked the host for a table, and she was like, "It's gonna be a 30 minute wait," and he was like, "Well, why can't I just sit at that open table?" <laughs> I was like, "I'm not with him." <laughs> oh my god! What did what did the host Are you say? Dying? She the host like, said it was for it was reserved. It was <laughs> it was reserved, and and then Brian, how did you feel about that? I was upset. <laughs> and young me was embarrassed to be with me. I was like, I, I was literally like, should I, am I, I'm like, I'm standing far enough away that I can pretend that this is some, like we're not together. I'm like, oh, I don't know who this right. is. Um, no, but I kidding. just wanted to say that as someone who, I'm, I'm, this is like, I don't have any experience in the restaurant industry. I'm just, mm-hmm. this is purely my opinion as someone who is an outsider. You know, I my whole opinions on just like, the Michelin star system at large has just changed as I've gotten older because, you know, Mm -hmm. when I was in my young twenties and 
considered myself as like a quote unquote foodie and I liked going to nice restaurants. The system itself just seems kind of, it just seems imperfect because just because mm-hmm. there, a restaurant doesn't have a Michelin star, it does not mean that it isn't, it doesn't serve amazing food. You won't get great service. You won't have quality because the Michelin system itself, let's be real, it was founded by these like old French white people and they have their implicit biases. They're going to judge and have certain opinions about certain cuisines, whether it's it's classy enough or it's too low mm-hmm. class. And it just seems like flawed. And I'm wondering like, is there rumblings of a shakeup happening? Have they become more inclusive mm. with time? Like, I'm, I don't know, you know, like I, I totally yeah. get it. I'm like that too. Like I, you know, I play certain sports and there are uh, medallions or like prizes that everyone wants because there's just so much prestige to it. Like everyone wants an Oscar if you're an actor, but yet mm. everyone knows the Hollywood industrial complex isn't without its faults. Um, yeah. yeah. So same thing. Same thing. It, it's the same thing. It's the same thing for Michelin stars. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I don't, I'm not dialed in as, as much as I used to be, honestly. Right. However, from what I understand, what I've read, what I hear from other, my chef friends, it has become more inclusive. It's become yeah. a little bit more, it's become more colored, um, in terms mm-hmm. of the people who work there. And right. I changed my mind on Filipino cuisine with a Michelin star because I didn't know if I, it would ever get it, get the respect when the, 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 the hawker cart or hawker street food right. in Singapore mm-hmm. got a star. When mm. that got a star, that's when I rearranged my life goal because mm. if that got a star, I went, okay, Filipino food can get one then. Yeah. Mm. Before, before that, that I didn't know. And, and, and I, I thought what you guys thought, but I'm like, okay, well, if they're recognizing this amazing hawker food that is not typical, it's not even a typical restaurant, one would, could even consider it not a restaurant because right. it doesn't have like the truly designated seating. Right. Mm-hmm. It's still got a star. Like, okay, so then you appreciate good food. So now, yeah. let's, try, now let's try to pursue it. So I definitely yeah. understand where it comes from. It's a lot, it, I think it might, might be a little outdated, but at the same time, I also could be completely wrong and trying to see it in a more positive view. I don't think you're wrong. I think it's definitely becoming way more inclusive. And I think it's in in part to, because of dialogues like this, you know, like people are just yeah. saying, hey, this is kind of weird. And then ex- like exactly what you said, there's so many in Asian countries and countries all over the world now. So that's like, it's, you know, it's very inspiring to see that. It's mm. hopeful. Yeah. Jordan, what are, uh, what are some of the worst culinary mistakes you've ever made? <laughs> and... What what have you learned Wait. from them? We're trying to we're trying to get some negativity like out of you. Yeah. Why can't you be negative, Jordan? Oh no, I can be. Oh my god, I can be okay. so negative. I can be negative, <gasps> aggressive, mean, oh. ang- angry, intense. Yes, uh, we like that here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can I I can do all of that. Believe me, I can definitely do that. Uh, so, um, one one time. I was, so I work at the French Laundry, and at the time, it just came off being the best restaurant in the world at the time. And when I was there, they, you know, their juices, you have to make every juice, whatever you're using from scratch. So red pepper juice, you just cut up a red pepper, take away the ribs, take away the seeds, the top, throw it in there, you you yield your red pepper juice. Um, Then they have this juicer. It's like a nice little compact machine. It's like this big, like this thick, you know, like this high, like just a nice, like, but as you can tell, it's like expensive industrial. It doesn't look the best, but it can, it's like, it's expensive. It's heavy. Yeah. And so, you know, you can juice carrots, you can juice beets, you can juice cucumbers, obviously, you can juice, you know, stuff that have high water retention, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. One day, I was juicing beets, and a beet got stuck 
like in the part where it goes down to get juice. And you normally yeah. have a press that you press all the way right. down. So I so I so I, I pressed it with the the plunger, and it like clogged. So I turned it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then and then and then stuck a fork in there to try to get it out because I couldn't get my finger all the way down to get like a fork. Yeah. This makes me Uh-oh. so on edge. So, so as I'm getting the so as I'm getting the fork and I'm and I'm diving down into the hole that the plunger would go to, somehow I don't even know how it happened. The the the, the machine turned back on. Oh my god! Oh, oh shit! And and the machine ate the fork like it went <laughs> in and then on and it dove down and then oh all god. you hear and just like this and and then smoke and oh my god. And I'm looking around, and I'm like new, right? I, I've only been in French Lunch for a month now. I'm just like, oh God. I'm at the best restaurant in the world. I'm like, okay, this is it. See everyone. <laughs> Have a nice life. And I was like, this is the scariest thing I've ever, I've ever like experienced. Because like people heard it and saw it, but like I have to live, I have to own this mistake. Right. So the CDP comes, Chef de Partie comes over, and he goes, "What the fuck is this?" And I'm just like, "I'm sorry, Chef, I." I just, I just made a mistake. I, I, I got nothing. And then he goes, and he doesn't even yell at me. He doesn't swear at me. He doesn't fire me. He just has this look of pitiful disdain and nothingness. Like, you are nothing. You'll never amount to nothing. And he looks at me. He's looking through me. He's just like, mm. Wow. Wow. Ugh. That like, sounds like, like you're not even you're not even worth my time to get angry. Like you're, that's how that's how insignificant you are. That is he goes, way scarier. Go, yeah, he, he was so so much scary. He goes go go to the shed and get a new one. And I was like, you have another one? Just park back there. machine. Yeah, and they're just like go get another one. And I was like, I go over. There's two sitting what? in this, this equipment shed, and I'm like, oh my god. Oh, okay, it's not that big of a deal, but like it is obvious for obvious reasons. And, and also keep in mind, I'm not getting paid at this point. So, oh like, God. I just broke a $5,000 machine and I, like, and, and I'm, I'm right. a free guy. Like, there's, like, no way that they get oh anyway. So, that was one of the most embarrassing moments I've ever had. I was so ashamed. I was so scared. I was thought for sure I was going to get fired. That chef person sounds like they're Asian. That's how, like, your Asian parents get mad at you. They're like... Like, they don't even say anything? Yeah. You're like, oh, shit, I'm dead. Is, I hope he's listening to this. His name is Chef Kong. And he, he was... was wow. He was Asian? <laughs> yeah. I knew it. I was like, that sounds like some Asian ass. Yeah. You know, when they're just like so mad, yeah. they don't yeah. say yeah. anything. <laughs> I knew yeah. it. Oh, my God. Jordan, I was so scared. I thought you were going to see the fork flew into your face. That's what uh, I thought yeah. was going to happen. Oh, no, no, or, no. Or like your they hand went in. Uh, yeah, or your hand, hand went in. Oh. And so anyway, so that was just, I'll never forget that happening. And it was so embarrassing, humiliating. And I just, I live with that, that kind of, ooh, that feeling even now. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like, uh, that sounds like the nicest way that could have gone though. Because I feel like just hearing the horror stories from chefs, like throwing pans and stuff, it could have been way worse. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, Chef that's Kong. happened. I've almost, I've, yeah. I've almost burned down kitchens before. I've <gasps> almost, I've almost, or I've had hot, I've had plates heated up in ovens at 500 degrees, put it on the pass, and they're like, Jordan, grab this. And I was like, okay, grabbed it without a, without, oh, without a, a towel. And, and, and they're like, and then I, I dropped it in breaks, and they're like, I told you to never grab a plate without a fucking towel. And I'm like, sorry, Chef. And then like, and then my hands burn. So yeah, there's a lot of, um, a lot of that happens, but I'm, I'm not going to name names nor restaurants, but uh, all of that other stuff has happened. This one yeah. I wanted to pick be- because of the, 
of uh, the gravity of working at a restaurant like that. And right, right. Right, right. I, and and yeah. the other stuff you just yeah. repressed deep down. And You're like, I just remembered all this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm positive. <laughs> I mean, no, again, though, like. <laughs> happy. I'm happy. I'm so happy. I don't remember I'm happy. anything. I'm happy. <laughs> no, that's what I'm talking about. The strength thing. It's like, because other people will work in those environments and they'll become like bitter and, you know, like professional chefs that are bitter and mean and stuff and you're you're out here just like smiling and you know you would never you would never expect to hear you know of all the layers of all the hardship that you talked about already but wait so I, so we saw we saw your video online where you were like cooking for the kardashians or it wasn't a video it was just like a little interview what was like yeah. what what have you like um cooked for a lot of like celebrities or like what's like a do you have like a fun celebrity story <laughs> yeah I, I mean i yeah, i've cooked for it's weird because i haven't like added up the celebrities that i have cooked for but yeah when i when i when i ask it when i get asked a question similar to this like it kind of makes me go through it and i'm like oh like i've i've definitely cooked for celebrities that i completely forgot about um and oh, oh not because no. they were not no, yeah. no, not because they were not because they were forgettable i'm trying to repress it i just like i'm just so busy like you know like yeah. hanging on I, I gotta move forward i'm like hey that was so much fun thanks all right i gotta move on to the next one i really appreciate it like right. you know using as a reference but um you know and so like yeah so i've, I've done cooked for celebrities i've cooked for powerful people ranging from uh neil patrick harris to kyrie irving to the kardashians to jaden smith willow smith wow. to wow um the the lotters uh mm. to uh, to ashanti um wow. like, to your yeah, i've cooked for, for wow ashanti um, wow i'm so yeah. jealous without naming any names have there been any unusual <laughs> requests though like i only eat my cornflakes with blue gatorade or something <laughs> so get this i, I um, it's not the celebrities it's actually yeah. not the celebrities that that give the craziest requests in fact i can honestly say i've never had a crazy request ever from a celebrity wow. and the kardashians eat and the kardashians eat everything and anything um it's it's amazing there's the kindest nicest most amazing beautiful fucking humans in the world um and I find myself defending them all the time because a lot of people mm. talk shit. Right. And I'm like, and I spent and I spent time on camera, off camera with yeah. them behind the scenes in their home. And I'm like, y'all are great. Why the fuck do people give you shit? You are very cool and nice and respectful humans. Right. Like, yeah. Anyway. There's lots uh, of layers there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so, but I but I will say that it's the it's the super rich. They are the ones mm. like the Uber rich. Like like I, my my worst encounters have been with billionaires. Whoa. Wow. And, and and, and oh. the billi- and the billionaires are the are yeah. the hardest ones that just have just oh ridiculous um, standards, like more yeah. than the French Laundry, or just or ridiculous re- requests. I have a theory about this. You want to hear my theory, you guys? I'd love to hear it. What's okay. your theory? So, so, you know, like when you meet like super rich people, like in New York, you just see them walking around, you know, and they're so rude. They're like super rude. But like you know, when you meet a celebrity, and the celebrities are also super rich, right? They're always so nice. And my mm. theory is because if you're super, let's say you're a billionaire, most billionaires we have no idea what they look like. We know like Jeff Bezos, but like let's say you're a right. billionaire, nobody knows who you are. So wherever you go, there's not respecting you at a level that you think that you should you should receive. Whereas in, if you're a celebrity, we, we know who they are. So we, we like treat them really nice. Right. So I feel like that's why rich people are so mean because they feel like they're not being like recognized or something. Interesting. That's my theory. It might be wrong. I don't really know any rich people, Jordan. I've never met a billionaire. So I've just seen them on the street. (laughs) I don't, 
I don't know that, if I agree with that. Cause yeah, I want to. I feel like I feel, I feel like public recognition and fame is a negative. I would. I think most billionaires like the being private and they like not being yeah, but, seen or recognized. Um, right, but like, what, let's say you come into a restaurant and you're Beyonce. They're gonna be right. like, it's Beyonce's table, whatever you want, like best table in the house, whatever. Right, right. But let's say you're like some random just billionaire guy that no one knows who you are, and they're just yeah. treating you like nobody. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. That's that's my theory. It's no, no, no. It's can, valid. I'm not. I, I I'm can, not saying it's wrong. We could listeners, if you if you know exactly why, feel free to DM us. My theory is that in order to be a billionaire. By society standards, like you have quote unquote succeeded in life, you you've you've beat the game. You have so much money that why would it, then at that point you wouldn't really have to question yourself or your worldview. You're like clearly what I'm doing is right. I have this much fucking money, so I feel like they must oh. be very particular about everything. Like down to this is the brand T-shirt that I wear. This is the type of salt that I'm only gonna put on my food because it's done me well this far. I have beat life, so why would I change anything about this? So I feel like they'd be really strangely demanding and like really detail-oriented for that reason because. <laughs> Everything like leading up to them being a billionaire, it's like it's helped them that to get to that point. I think I have to agree with Brian on this one. If I had to pick, wow, Jordan. The two. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, well, I was gonna say no. Wow. It's okay. I was gonna say no. I was gonna say Jordan. Do you want to hear our theories from two people who've never met a rich person? <laughs> I've never even seen one. Um, what? What's your? What's your? What's your? Do you have a theory, Jordan, on why they're so rude, or what do you think? Yeah, I think it's closer to Brian's. I think that they are just so used, they're so used to things going their way. Yeah. Mm. That if it doesn't, they're, they have no tolerance or even a shred of patience for it because now going deeper into what Brian was saying, it's like the choices that they made have been typically more than right. So right that it gets, earn some millions. Right. So, <laughs> so they, they don't have patience. So they're just like, if I say it this way, do it. And, oh, do you need, do you need some confirmation? It's because I'm a fucking billionaire. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. so, 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 so I think, I, I think what they ask, they ask me to, they ask me certain things and to do certain, and like cook certain foods or have, or only use yellow tomatoes for gazpacho or, or what have you. Because, yeah if I want it this way, this is what, this is what's going to be because, or I could pay someone else to do it. And yeah. I think that kind of money poisons people. Mm. And, and I think that, and I also think that not all, but like certain people that have gotten to that point of wealth, they like, they, they weren't prepared for that kind of responsibility in the first place. They Ooh. just had some sort of ingenuity or, or, or genius breakthrough that allowed, that got them there. But they were never prepared for all the other things, all the other positive ramifications that came with it. Right. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. That's such a good point. Yeah. Wow. So it's like, because like, I'll tell you this, like, like you said that, like you said, I'm like a celebrity or well-known. Like I can tell you confidently that I'm not. And that also that when I wake up every day, I'm not like, oh, okay, celebrity Jordan's waking up. Like I don't even <laughs> use that word. And so, and, 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 and I'm not, and, yeah. and but I'm not, 
at all prepared for what's going on in my life right now. Right. With, you know, all the, with all the opportunities, the TV shows, the multiple restaurants, the people that I'm meeting, the circles that I'm sitting in, so on right, and so right. forth. I'm like, I don't wow. like, like, there's no book for this shit. Like, but I would love to be like, how to read or how to understand how to deal with things that typically don't come to a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd be flipping through, know, I'd be through that book every day. Jordan, I love, I love it when people do that that what you just did when you see somebody and you're like, why are they like this? And then you're like, well, I'm like this and I can kind of relate to that. Like, I feel like that's like such good, like self-introspection, you know what I mean? And I think you're, yeah, I think you're onto something. Totally. That's such a good point. Have a billion dollars. <laughs> right. I have a billion dollars? I mean, like, I would kind of go like crazy. It's like the founders of Snapchat. They, they It was founded mm. by these like frat bros in Stanford and they want to create an app to get nudes. And then they're like, Oh shit! Now we're billionaires, <laughs> and everyone loves the app. Whoopsie! And 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 one of them ended up marrying and having a family with one of my with my old middle school crush, and and now and she and yeah, like it's so funny, like and it's so funny because this girl dated three of my three of my friends in our friend group, and then and then what, my, what? one yeah, and then one of my best friends then like broke up with her, and then she then found him, the, no. the one of the co-founders of Snapchat, and then. And who's, who's, by the way, Filipino? He's half Filipino. And, <gasps> wow. and, and then, and then he, and then, so now we just send pictures to this dude being like, this is what, his name's Pat. This is what you call an upgrade. <laughs> she, she dropped your ass and, and upgraded. Oh. <laughs> He's like, like, we're, we're glad, we're happy for her, bro. Because yeah. her life would have been way different if she way stayed worse. with you. <laughs> way worse. No, not different. So not different. Mean. Worse. It would have been yeah, way worse. <laughs> Uh, that's oh great. my god, that's so funny. Well, it doesn't matter if he's half Filipino because you're going to be the first Filipino chef of the Michelin star. Who cares? Baby. Then who's going to be laughing, huh? <laughs> then who's going to be laughing now? <laughs> okay, so Jordan, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this far, but uh, we want to leave you with this last question that we like to ask all of our guests. Wait, leave? Oh man. I mean, like, yeah, I, I have a little bit more time. I, I, I'm, I'm having <laughs> well, fun is my point, so you, okay. you don't feel like you have to end it. <laughs> Wow. Yes. Jordan likes us, Brian. (laughs) I get so excited when people like talking to us. Sometimes I feel like the guests come and they're like, I'm going to go now. Goodbye. And I'm like, no. Oh, no. Like, don't don't feel like you have to end it immediately is my point. Like, I I have like, yeah, I have a little bit more time. No. Okay. Well, we, yeah. Well, we we wanted to ask you this question regardless. Uh, Go ahead. And our question is, what is something that you're proud of? Oh, wow. Like, does it have to be, like, a specific physical thing? Is it an opportunity? Is something that's happened? I don't know. What's, like, uh, I don't know. The only as long requirement, as it's something about you. Yeah, you have to center yourself. What is something that you okay. are proud of, you personally, about something, anything at all? I'm proud of Flip Siggy. It's easy. Because th- this restaurant what it has done for my life, people around me, the employees, my partners, and better, and above all of that, Filipino cuisine. Hmm. Um, it has, it's been, it's been life-changing, life-altering, and I couldn't be more proud of having, or of saying the statement, yes, I have, I've had a restaurant in New York City for six years. Or the wow. other statement, yeah, come to my restaurant. It's in, it's in the West Village in Manhattan on 7th Avenue. Like, that is like the, 
what? How can you not fucking be happy? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. just that right there. You know, you know how hard that is? 60% of restaurants fail in the first, in, within the first year. Mm. 80% of restaurants fail between the, within the first three years. Mm. Almost 100% of restaurants don't make it to five years. That's like, yeah. this is an actual statistic. Right. And, you're, mm. and, you're, and now I get to say, I've had a restaurant in New York City, the hardest place to own a restaurant on wow. 7th Avenue. So yeah, like I'm, that's why I'm happy. That's why I'm positive because that statement alone trumps everything else bad that could happen in my professional life. Yeah. I could lose every endorsement, every TV show, every opportunity and keep that. And I'd be like, cool. <laughs> like sick. Yeah. <laughs> this is so much fun. Like, like nothing, you know what I'm saying? And so everything yeah. else is just a cherry, then another cherry, then another cherry and some whipped cream and some cherry. But like, it's like the Sunday is there. And mm -hmm. that amazing dessert is right there. And it is that I get to bite into the sweet, proud victory of having a restaurant in New York. And that's why I'm proud. That is such an accomplishment. Like the statistics that you said, I mean, I don't know if people understand, you know, how intense that is. Most restaurants just don't make it. And, you know, every, you know, living in New York, you see these like, restaurants that go under it's like that's somebody's like dream you know and that's yeah. like makes me sad and for you yeah. to make it that means it's exceptional i said this up top at the podcast but truly i think your passion for what you do and it, it just overflows with so much love and i think it's really aspirational because for you to have done anything like to show up every day to keep something running for six years regardless of what industry it's in it's a hard thing to do and I still feel like the love that you have for this project, like it's like the same amount that you probably had for day from day one, and mm. that's something that's More. like. Oh, <laughs> young me! We have a new goal for our podcast. Six years from now. <laughs> We're gonna love uh, it more. <laughs> I, literally, I, I literally love it more because you can't. You, yeah. Because because of that, because I, because of my appreciation and how proud I am for it, I love it more. Yeah. Oh. Fuck, I love it. And one last question that I want to ask you is... Go. Uh, when it comes to Filipino cuisine, see, uh, my Vietnamese friend, told I, he told me recently, he was like, yo, when next time you go to a Vietnamese restaurant, don't get the pho. Get the bumboay. Do what's right. <laughs> get the... get. You're past that stage, okay? Now, for our listeners who are going to Filipino, who are going to go to a Filipino restaurant, what is like an underrated dish that you recommend to all of us? Don't get the adobo. Get the. <laughs> okay, got it. So, oh yeah, for everyone li from hi everyone. My name is Jordan Andino, <laughs> New York chef, restaurateur. And if you're going to be going to a Filipino restaurant near you, don't get the adobo. Get the sinigang. Yes. Sinigang, sinigang yes. is a tam is a typically tamarind sour soup made with a lot of different types of vegetables, typically shrimp and or short rib, served in a light, very light fume broth type. Wow. Served over jasmine, served over jasmine rice. So you can either make it like a rice porridge or just have a little bit of specks of jasmine rice in it. It soaks it up. It gives you sour. It gives you salt. It gives you a hint of sweets. And then if you put like taro or potato into, into mm. it, it acts as like a creamer that kind of binds everything together and rounds out all the flavor. Oh my God. That is my favorite <laughs> Filipino dish. It's what? my favorite. What? Thank you so much. 
much. I That's my never, favorite. I am and I'll so tell excited you, to try this. I will though. tell you something. Jordan, I don't know if you ever did this when you were a kid, but you know the Noor Sinegang like powder packet? You put, okay, to, Jordan, tell me if you did this. Oh, he's, got, put, he's going to his pantry right now. <laughs> he's going to show us. He's going to show This is what you do, and I want Jordan to vouch. You put. Wait, where is it? Oh, 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 oh my God! They're gonna judge you, Jordan. They're gonna know. It's normally right here. Oh my God! No, you ranch. ate. You hell? ate. All- not ranch. Oh, it was ranch. <laughs> no, no. Oh my God, guys! I'm Poser. so ashamed right now. I'm so ashamed. Are you even Filipino? Were you wow. lying? I'm just kidding. I'm just Those kidding. Fighting words. I'm just kidding. Me. That's the last wow. one that I used. Wow. Nice. I normally I have the nor. I normally have the nor. Okay, it's Jordan. So have you ever done this? Have you ever done this? Take the take the nor package and add a packet of grape Kool Aid without sugar and then eat it like that. Have you done that? <laughs> That's what we used to eat all the time. This as is kids. the most negativity we've gotten from Jordan on this episode. Is after you asked him that. I, I will send it to you, and you have to eat it, and then you eat it with pickled papaya or raw green papaya. Green papaya. Green papaya. Raw. Come on. Okay, green papaya is right. Unright. That's unright. Right. So you're on. So you said that you for synagogue specifically. Yes. The, so you make it as normal with whatever. No, but I don't make it. I don't the- make it. I just open the packet of the powder and I put Kool Aid in it and then I lick it with my fingers and, as a powder, then, as a snack. So so it's mixed. So it's tamarind with the Kool Aid mixed. Yes. And then you just put your finger in and eat that. Yes, it's so Ooh. good. So this it's is like what fun, we, it's I, like fun dip. But better. She's absolutely right. No, I'm not saying it's a Filipino thing. So I know it's not a Filipino thing, but that's, I guess that's just the me thing. Now I feel weird. I was like, right, Jordan? Everyone does that, right, Jordan? Totally. All right, I'm going to stop. I'm going to go. Sounds great. (laughs) All right, Um, I'm going to go now. Oh, my God. Um, (laughs) I, I I love that. I love how good that sounds. That sounds so good. I'm gonna make it for you, and you're gonna like it. I'm gonna send it. I'm okay. I, no, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna go live with it, and I'm and I'm gonna be yes. like, all right. So, young me, she told me that to do these two things. I'm gonna pour yeah. it, and then just go live and go. Yeah. Yes. And you're gonna like it. And then, I, and, then I'll, and I'll give you the reaction, the true reaction. Yeah. There. And you put the unripe mango and unripe papaya and dip it in there. In the, yeah, and that's a dip. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Okay, Beautiful. I'm going to stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can our listeners find you and your work? Uh, all right. Wow. So you can find my work in the West Village um, on 7th and West 10th. Uh, it's called Flip Siggy. It's a Filipino taqueria. Um, it's like fast casual, super fun Filipino food. Good take on it. So you can try it there. But if you're in Jersey, you can actually go to my Jersey City location, which, be, which should be opening in about three to four weeks. Wow. Let's go. In, yeah. It's right in between Jersey City, like the Grove Street stop and then the Journal Square stop. Um, and then if you're going to be happen to be in Chelsea in three, three and a half months, you can also go to my Flip Siggy there, which will be opening in November 1st. What? Oh, wow. Yeah. And, and then you can and then you can also go to another restaurant that I hope to be opening what? in a month in a month in the West Village as well. But that one I'm going to keep under wraps a little bit. Oh, okay. And then you can also find me on uh, the Food Network um, I, as a host and a judge, and also cooking with Selena Gomez on HBO Max. That's so. Have you heard That's of HBO? That's amazing. 
Have you guys heard of HBO? Yeah, it's pretty big uh, time. <laughs> listeners, Jordan is the busiest man in America, and he did our podcast just right now. <laughs> yeah. oh, wait, wait, guys, hold on. But wait, wait. We were talking about busyness. I need you guys to see something. This yeah. is what, and this, like, this is my. These are my days. So each square, right, is a different. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm getting anxiety. Uh, oh. Oh, oh my god, my. Jordan, don't stop. stop. Oh, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Sorry, What's sorry. going What are what those long on? chunks? <laughs> what are those long what ones? Is, uh, Jordan, no. <laughs> what are those long ones? Those are stressing me out. Okay, I see, like 90 I see, hours. I see Cook this for a Billionaire and it's hurting me. on Yacht in I saw, Dubai. I saw Kim Kardashian's phone number just now. I'm just kidding. Um, all right. Where can they find you on social media? On social media, find me on Twitter and Instagram at fork underscore knife, and then TikTok and Facebook at, or I'm sorry, Chef Jordan and Dino. Awesome. awesome. How about you, Brian? Where can our listeners find you uh, on social media? You guys can find me on socials at It's Brian Park. And what about you, Young Me? Uh, YM Mayor and then Young Me Mayor on TikTok. And our podcast page is Feeling Asian Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And we have a Patreon, patreon.com slash feeling Asian. And I think that's it. That's it, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Thanks for having me. Bye.